life that's better than yours. No such thing as a life that's better than yours. I think being no broke is better. Life that's better than yours. No such thing. No such yeah. thing. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another installment of the Jay and Rock. It's your boy, Jay Rock. It's your boy, Jay, man. Oh, no. What's good, Cuzzo? You good? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Good. So I guess I guess what we can get into first is this whole uh, thing about student loans. So I ended up watching this video. I guess it's like a whole documentary about it. It says how student debt will cripple the American dream. And uh, it was a presentation presented at the University of Nevada. And they were explaining how, like, uh, you know, we take out all this money to gain this education, which education is cool, I think. But taking out, you know, uh, you know, five figures, 100, you know, six figures or whatever is kind of ridiculous. And he was and what basically what they was <clears throat> explaining is that it's, it's a borrowed future, meaning that you'll be stuck with that debt forever. Because what we do when, when you know, we get money, we like to add on more debt, whether it be like, a, you know, a car or a new house. So now you got all that compiled together and that's debt that you'll never get out of. But, you know, something that's like really, really like weird to me, I think more and more people like understand this and don't want debt, but they still, you know, go to school or whatever and spend all that money, you know, the hundred thousand dollars to some people that's two hundred thousand dollars in debt. Like I'm, I'm kind of confused why they, why they continue this path of taking on that you know amount of money, which all debt isn't you know bad debt, which I've learned because uh it's some debt that can put you in a position to uh you know create more money so where you can pay that off and have, you know uh. uh more money on the back end as far as whether it be like real estate or you know things like that wholesaling of flipping houses and stuff like that so but what's your thoughts on you know college I had a little bit of college experience not too much and I don't really owe too much on um student loans but what's your thoughts on it dude that <laughs> skipped that whole process I mean I'm glad I didn't just go into college to get out of that I wouldn't have been owing money right now. I ain't know what the hell I want to do. I still don't know what the hell I want to do. You know, it's like, just. What do you mean okay. by that? Like, I know what I want to do, but it's like, I'm not quite sure if that's, you know, my my actual calling. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, what's the thing that you want to do? I probably already know, but. Uh, What's the thing that you want to do for the people? People, I just want to, I mainly just want to encourage the youth. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. Encourage, you know, show come people. Come on, come on with the TV talk, nigga. I'm being for real. No, no, I'm like that ass. I mean, consider I got, I got three little brothers and it's like, I mean, they pops not around. So they, they, they look up to me as like, right. But like the, the guy, man, I mean, they got granddads, of course, but they seeing me go a different route than, than other routes, you know, but even in our family, we didn't have to people that went to school, so it's like, where do we go if we're not in school? And really, I'm kind of navigating that for them right now, hopefully, so they don't have to take that route where they can go to trade school, do what they want to do, because they my little brother, they creative, man. They do all types of stuff. But when I be asking them questions about what do they even, they don't know. I mean, it's just like I didn't know. I don't know what I want to do, but it's like I want to leave, get some money, you know, behind my belt so I can fund whatever they want to do, you know, whether right. it be technology, gaming system, whether it be building games, you know, stuff like that. But that's my, my main thing, you know, help push the culture forward, help inspire the youth. You know, maybe maybe shoot a couple movies or something, make some music, so you know anything. You know, 
I don't want to leave. I want. I don't want to leave no stone, no stone unturned. You know, what I'm saying? I want to do everything possible. Yeah, that's my biggest thing. So to do, man, what's up? No, nah, I do. I love that, man. I definitely love that. No, nah, but I mean, it ain't nothing wrong with going to college, but shit, like for what my granddad paid to go to South Carolina for four years, ain't nothing to what they paying now. Like he probably spent out of out of four years at, at that school. Twenty-seven thousand. That's it. What they paying? What they hundred? What one hundred? What? What's the numbers? To go to a PWI is probably like probably in like the the near almost touching like with no scholarship. You talking about just going? Yeah, just going. No scholarship. What about two hundred, twenty k, maybe? A hundred, close to. I think about close to about a hundred, hundred fifty. That's almost 200k. That's some people's salary. <laughs> then you got to go out here and get a job once you graduate. That ain't even guaranteed. You got to have 15 years experience. That don't even make sense. Right. You, all right, I got a degree. I know how to do it. Okay, cool. Do you have 15 years experience? No, I can't even do it. See, now you asked out here working different jobs, trying to you know pay your debts off with a job paying minimum wage. You got all these, you got the highest of degrees, they only paying you $15. You know? I ain't shitting on nobody that, you know, but it's just like, you know. That's why it's good to have all these different routes. I mean, it's a gift and a curse, social media. I mean, it shows you that you can do, you can find different avenues to take to, um, to make money and, you know, live like you want to live. But the only way I would really push that college stuff is if you got, if you got a million dollars worth of scholarship, hey man, go for it. You got a full ride, go for it. You, you good in sports, man. Focus in on that so you can help get a full ride, get your education. You know, that's you can't really tell nobody what to do. I mean, it's more so you have to live and learn and go through that experience. But but if you can avoid getting that, paying a hundred k, hundred fifty k, avoid that at all costs. Because you can. Cause you can always go back to school, you know. It's not like it's end all be all. If you don't go right to high school, you asked out. No, you can go back. I mean, that people was seventy years old that went back. You know? I don't understand that, but you know, hey man. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Okay, you know, <laughs> seventy years old. Right. <laughs> like, uh, down for what? Nah, it ain't. Yeah. But I, like, I think about everything I want to achieve before you know everything is over and shit like that, and. Me kind of like, I ain't gonna say wasting time because I met some great people, you know what I'm saying? Had some great experiences, like met people from Cali and shit like that. And like, you know, I most definitely uh, wouldn't trade the experience or whatever. But I think a lot of times for me, I can only speak for me, it was a great like social, that's uh, a great social uh, experiment for me. Like, I definitely. It, it brought me out my uh, shell a little bit because a lot of those kids is like they're very like in your face or whatever. Like they very like pumped. They at school or whatever. They ready to. A lot of them is out of their parents' cocoon and shit. So they hype like they ready to go. But uh, like thinking about what I want to achieve now and thinking like I don't think I really need any of that to go to school or whatever. Like I don't have a lot of student debt or anything like that. But it's just like it's just like damn. I wish. I wish I, I would, I wish I know what I would have, what I want to do, like now back then. You know what I mean? I wish I would have like been able to focus on like what I wanted to accomplish now. But you know, I, I guess life is definitely the the best. You know, um, the best teacher, and experience is the best teacher. So yeah. Like, so you. Oh, now I was gonna say, well, once it's all said and done, I definitely like. I, I want, you know, I ain't trying to be, you know, uh, you know, in this DSO. As far as DSO, I don't want it to be just like something that's like one, two years, three years, five, ten. You know, so I want, I want it to be something that, you know, continuously grows and something that I can pass down. And, you know, I want great people to come from it. You know what I mean? Whether it's like we have interns in the future or whatever. Now they done started their own, you know, uh, tech company and stuff like that. So, or we give a scholarship or something, or we give, you know, a kid some money to start their own business. Now they, 
uh, you know, whether it be whatever, whether it be shit, they making syrup or something, now they shit better than goddamn Angel Mine, but you know what I'm saying? Something like that to push the culture to the to the next level. And and that's that's my goal is just longevity. You know what I mean? Like I remember being like in school and being like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like my dormitory, bro, like was so small. Like I never forget my dad. He came to visit me or whatever. And <clears throat> he was like, bro, I can literally like touch from wall to wall with both hands. It was like that small, bro. And it was it was very like it was an adjustment for me, man. <clears throat> Definitely, especially when I'm in class and I don't care about what's going on. Like I don't care about nothing. I don't care about no math, no like. But I think a, a lot of it is you have to be strong-willed in a sense that like, and knowing that everything that you want to accomplish, people not gonna understand. And simply because you feel like, you know, <clears throat> maybe you think a little bit different than the next person or your family members or somebody that don't make you wrong. It just makes you uh, different. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with being different. So, yeah, that's my, that's my view on it. And that, you were saying something. I'm trying to remember what it was. You were saying something. Yeah, man, you sit in school, like, you don't know what the hell you want. But say, for those folks that do know what they want to do, man, they say, like, we, you know how we, 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 in, the, we in the clothing game, you know, pie and clothing game. Right. Say if we would have had took some classes, say we would have had that opportunity to have, take like take like some classes, know how to put material together, what material works best. I think they had that had, had that as the career. So imagine what we know now. We'd have had back then. We'd probably been ahead of the game, but I mean, like we said, life goes on. You live and you learn. Right. But for those people that know what they want to do, like those people that want to be film producers, like all that screenwriting. It seemed like once they get that first time, well, they run off with it. Right. Like, there's some people I follow on social media, man. They they want to, um, what is it called? They want to um, shoot movies. So, man, they they got out there. They practice. They bought their own camera, practice, do their own stuff. You know, it's amazing to see how creative black people are. And we taking over the game in every aspect, whether it be on ESPN, Sports Talk, or camera guys you know right fashion we i mean we just i mean that's that's expected it's like how we take over sport we take over everything you know we man we've been there uh, you know, i ain't we just like that we built different but with the path we on right now it ain't short i don't even think short term you know it's like long game like we just for the, the long haul like we gonna have to, i'm thinking about touching every Everything we can get our hands on, you know, once we get established, it's endless. It's endless. Because then once we have all these branches and avenues, like you said, have interns, we put them in those departments or whatever, you know, it is, whether it be music, clothing, this and that, entertainment, sound system, whatever it is, giving them that opportunity. That's that can make that can mean the world to somebody. Right. That's why when I said I want to inspire the younger kids, you know, that's what I want to do. Show them you don't have to just go to school to to get here, you know. But if you did want to take that right, ain't nothing wrong. But it just makes sure you go about it the right way. Because a lot of people they they'll choose these schools with just because of the name or whatever. I ain't taking no shots, they'll choose a school over just because of name, when they could have went to a smaller school with more intimate classroom time and learning time to be better at what they want to do. Like, you know what I mean? You live and you learn, man. Right. But the thing about it is that can set you back. If you in all that debt, you have to climb out of that hole to at least have some fun for your life. Like You, you can't even really enjoy like your friends going out on how they going out to Puerto Rico? So I, I can't even go with y'all because I'm, you know, I'm doing this and that. You know, I'm not saying you can't go, but the, I think the responsible thing to do is try to get yourself out of that hole. What you was trying to say though? No, I, I think you know a lot of people don't understand the value of opportunity, man. Like, like I can, I can, you know, what I'm saying, give you, uh, 
you know, money. I could give you food to eat or something. But if I show you how, you know what I'm saying, then you set for life. You know, that's why I'm constantly working on, like, being able to network, you know, uh, talk to certain people and shit like that. Because opportunity, man, that should take you farther than than anything, bro. But, um, man, I mean, knowing what I know now, bro, and just being, like, I remember being so, like, lost, like, in school when I was, in, um, when I was going to SMC. Yeah, I remember being, like, so, like, I don't, it, I don't even think it's a word to, like, really describe how I felt. Because I wasn't, like, sad and nothing like that. But it was just, like, I was floating, bro. Like, it's really nothing you can do. Because you put me, you put me up there, bro. I'm 17 at the time when I go up there. A lot of these, SMC is seen as a JUCO, right? And what do you have at JUCO? You have a lot of people, a lot of uh, athletes who are not the same age as you. A lot of them are older than you, right? Mm -hmm. So you going to school with like 22, 23 year olds and shit like that. And man, so many women up. I mean, it was, man. I mean, they give you something if you got a heartbeat. You know what I mean? And, you know, it was other certain situations, more serious situations that happened up there, you know, um, that I won't get into. But um, it's just, you know, I can't even say I wish because to me that that seems more like it's leaning – more toward like regret so I don't regret nothing I don't went through or whatever but I definitely man I just think about if I would have experienced that like or knew what I was what I was uh facing you know how it could have helped me but you know as young men young black men we just have to not worry about what's gonna happen in the past make make sure we just focus on what's happening now make sure we putting ourselves and our friends and our family position to do you know, great things and, you know, staying inspired and making sure we uplifting one another. Cause that, that's all it is, bro. Like, I think a lot of people just give up when shit get, you know, stressful or whatever. Like they wanna, uh, they wanna give up. And I was talking to a friend of mine at my job or whatever, he does a uh, Forex trading. And uh, he was saying like, people so quick to give up, but what's the worst thing that can happen if you fail? You're just going to be at the same position you was at. You know what I mean? So it, it ain't going to hurt you to try nothing new or, you know what I'm saying, put yourself out there. And uh, so, yeah, that's 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 the main goal, the outlook for DSOI, just to be, put people in position because everybody can eat. You know what I mean? Man, people are so scared of failure, you don't know? <laughs> It don't make sense. I don't know why. I mean, we didn't all together. And I'm like, I don't care who you. I don't care who you. I can be rich person or broke. We didn't all together. And I'm like, but the thing is, is how you gonna bounce back from a recover? That's the that's right. the biggest thing. Well, another thing, with the networking. Networking is it's fairly easy. I mean, as introverted as I am, I mean, just a simple what's up, man. You know, you you meet these people, and then. Y'all click whether it may not be on this or that, but you meet like, oh, that's dope. Or like other brand owners, you're like, damn, man, that's dope. I like that idea. Oh, this and that. Y'all, you know, chop it up. Then they putting you on game. You putting them on game. Now y'all, y'all locked in. So I'm just like, I don't know why it's so hard for people to show people love. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't, I don't look at other people as competition. I mean, we all, I mean, it's competition, but I don't look at it like that. That's right. enough money. That's enough money to go around. I don't, that's that's just how I look at it. Especially as black people, we the we the biggest consumers in this country. Like, come on, man, it's, <laughs> we fighting for. Right. Same people. We got the same message. That's all that matters. Why is you? Why is you shooting down another brother or sister that's just trying to make it? And we got we already got enough enemies as it is. Just you know, right? Don't make sense, but. I feel you though. I definitely, I definitely get where you're coming from. Like, I, I guess I don't really understand. I could say I understand that, but 
like when it when people envy other people, I like I never understood that you should be like inspired by somebody like winning or achieving shit. You know what I mean? Like instead of always you know dissing them or like. But I think people have so much hate in their heart that come from like disbelief in themselves. You know what I'm saying? I you know what's so crazy? I was doing like some studying or whatever, so I was like branding and shit like that, and I looked up like the top one of the top was it either the top 10 things that uh one of the top 10 things that uh people crave and it's uh number one is happiness and i thought that was i don't know i kind of understood that number two is money of course everybody wants more money at the end of the day personal freedom and i kind of had a hard time understanding personal freedom i guess it means like uh not working i guess working for yourself or maybe it could be something mentally i have to look more into that a peace of mind that's more the mental side of things um joy balance i guess in life being able to control certain things fulfillment i guess that also has to do with a little bit more happiness and confidence what we were just talking about so I think uh, I think a lot of times people just want to feel secure. And I think the ultimate the ultimate uh ideal for secureness may not come from settling or being comfortable. It may come from putting yourself out there and reaching another level. It's all about, you know, elevating and you know, being able to being able to show yourself in a different light and growing every year, every chapter should be you getting better. Of course, it's going to be some losses at the end of the day, but it's about how you responded. And my man is not judged by, you know, when he loses, uh, you know what I'm saying? How he loses, a man is judged by how he responds. So most definitely just don't, don't take, don't take losses as, as if you can't come back from them. If you got the mental fortitude, if you got the work ethic to, to you know, achieve a goal or something, just continue to do it, keep working toward it. You know what I'm saying? You're going to get there, bro, I promise. But just don't quit. Like, you, that's the one thing you cannot do. You cannot quit anything you're doing. And sometimes you're not always going to be, you know, inspired to do certain things. All the time, you're not going to be creative and shit like that. A lot of times, I don't really feel creative, but at the end of the day, you have to push yourself through, you know, things. Like, I, I remember I was watching an interview with uh <clears throat> Chris Brown, and it was asking, like, how do you get through uh writer's block and shit like that? He said, shit, I have to push through that shit. Like, ain't no stopping. You got to keep going and keep, you know what I'm saying, pushing toward that goal. Even if you push out just a little bit every day, it's better than nothing. So just just do not quit, no matter what. And I think to add on to that, the creativity, that creative block. Sometimes you gotta do a little living. That, right. That's that's all it really is. Like like you said, watch interviews with writers. You know, people that write books, songs, no matter what it is, apparel, they have to do some living like that. They're just, okay, I'm stuck. What do I do now? Where do I go from here? And it may take them weeks, months, but they, but once they get that, them juices back flowing, I mean, it's back on game. But like you said, some people try to push through it, but for others, it's not as easy. But the thing is, sometimes people get so caught up in the work and all, the work life and all of that, that they forget to just sometimes take a break and just focus on themselves. Because if you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of nobody else. Right. That's the biggest thing. If your health ain't good, you can't take care of nobody. If you mentally not that, you can't take care of nobody else. And you have to put yourself for a lot of the things. A lot of for people, for anybody else. Because if you're not straight, you're no good to the world. I'm, I'm just being real. That is fact. Sometimes you got to cut that phone off, cut social media off. I still got my notification for social media off, so I don't see nothing until I go on the page or whatever. Right. My phone stay on do not disturb. I don't, 
I don't know if you can contact me if you're on my emergency list of, of contacts, but I don't. Sometimes you just got to cut off from the world, man. Not just sit here and think about stuff, read books. I do all types of different things, but every day is a journey, man. What you was trying to say, though? No, I was just saying that's that's why I rock with Roddy Rich so hard. He, like he one of my favorite, you know. I won't say new artists because he been he been around for a minute, but you know they ask him about like why don't you put out music like a lot of these other artists do, like a young boy who put out you know music consistently, like maybe every other what well, every month, every other week or some shit, dropping some shit. And Roddy's response was, "I got to experience life. I can't just." be giving my fans something like I have to go through life and then I can come back and relate that to relate that message to the people and shit like that. But I just can't be giving them anything. So definitely got to go through and experience life, bro. Like even what, what I'm trying to do, like as far as, you know, we had a conversation about a book or whatever, but I, I realized I got to live. I ain't nothing but 21. Like I got to understand that. Like, nigga, you got to live a little bit more before you can give, you know, a certain amount of advice. And that's what I'm going to do. But it's all, it's, it's just preparing yourself for that next level. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's always, you always want to level up. Cause once you level up, it just come with a different responsibility. The bag a little different, you know, it's, I don't know. It's a little bit different when, because the higher you get in life, it seems like the stakes rise too. You know what I'm saying? It's, right. Uh, it's a it's a different feeling. So that's why I'm ready for us to, you know, should be outside, man. Because <laughs> as soon as the ball already rolling, but once we really start, once we out there, we out yeah. there at that point. Like I was watching, what's those guys from New Orleans, um, from Louisiana? You know, you actually wear one of the shirt on World Vision. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. I watched some of their on YouTube. You see, you see how they start off with 12 shirts, and then them brothers out there, they had different events supporting. They got, we got a whole trail over here of shirts. We got this. They got um, shirt racks out there at festivals. It's like, man, them brothers started with 12 shirts. They start off with a design. They ain't like it, bro. What I, what I used to like. You start off with 12 shirts. Now you have a warehouse filled with. 10 plus people that help help you fold clothes, help you package and all that. Y'all living life. Y'all having fun. These brothers would take breaks and shoot hoops and they were like, that's fun money and that's something. <laughs> oh, it's what? It's fun money. That's what I call man, it. That's, man, that's a, man, that's a phrase right there, bro. Think about Like Monty D. You know Monty D. Right. She making fun money. She buying French decorate. She doing all thing. So basically, she buying it. She flipping it. She doing a right. little taste to it, and she selling. She having fun with that. You having fun doing something that you enjoy doing. That's I call that fun money. That's what I call it. Once we start making money, I sure that, that's that's fun money. We make we right now on hours. I don't feel like working today. Let me, let me, hey, I ain't coming in today. I want to be able to do that. I don't want to have. To, yeah, can, I, can I have these two days off? Uh, I'm sorry, we can't do that, you know. We ain't got nobody else to do it. What? It's, you know, kind of like that Dame Dash meme, like when I failed you. Like, that, that's a funny meme, but it's so real. It's like, dang, I got to wake up. I can get fired today, you know. I ain't no boss. He can tell. He can, hey, you out of here. And you, and you don't even enjoy that job? Like, this is enjoyable. We ain't getting no funds for nothing, but we but we growing and learning and getting better and better each time. Right. But the thing we're doing now, we, we're trying to build our, our fan base. Filtering out the ones that that care about, you know, you know, growing and expanding, you know, being the better person that they should be against their higher self. And we're weeding that out, you know. Cause we have, we have those that support us. They actually listen to the pod, share, and all that. Then we have, you know, others that you would think they will, but they don't. It's crazy when you really sit and think about. It, it's people. We really have people in Indonesia and Peru that listen to our podcast. But yeah, we can't even get people from our hometown to 
you know, do this and that. Right. And then, I mean, my family, they support it. I mean, they listen to all that stuff. So basically, you got to, at the end of the day, what I'm trying to say is, we have to find out what drives us, what we love to do, and we have to stick with that. We have to work towards that goal. Because at the end of the day, you can be making money, but if you're not doing the money, what's what's the point? If you ain't feeling your passion, matter this is a good segue into what I, what I want. The investing in yourself. The job I have now, I'm investing it into this. I'm investing that into the shirts. I'm investing that into when we actually, you know, I'm putting money to when we do our live, like we do our in-person you know, we get up on YouTube, we do all that stuff, investing in that. I'm investing in, in the brand future long term. That's what I'm doing. I'm not just doing the job just to do it. I ain't because some people they just do the job just to do it. They ain't investing in their dreams. Oh, I wanna I wanna be a caterer. Okay, but are you investing in yourself? Foods? Are you trying new recipes? Are you making all are you writing a cookbook? You know, it's just it's different things that it's different ideas people have, but they don't put nothing towards it. And that kind of, it's like, man, what are you, what are you doing? Like, we went to school with some talented folks. Whether I like them or not, I don't, I don't care. But it's, you have so many great ideas, but you have to put some of these in action. Right. I, I know, I know we still, you know, we got a lot of life to go live, but fam, we approaching 25 soon. I don't care. Life is passing us by real fast. I know 70 may seem far away, but it's it's not. That's it can be the day of tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? It's, we gotta make a plan and stick with it. Have fun while doing it as well. That's the biggest thing. That is I can't even stress that enough. You know. No, I I feel you on that. But like I, I was watching uh, I forgot who was saying it. It was uh it was a guy from was it Shark Tank? He was saying a salary is a is a dream killer because once they throw that into your face, like people kind of forget what they, you know, what their goals are and what their dreams are. But I think it's nothing wrong with like, you know what I'm saying, working whatever, as long as you got the 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 goal to you know what I'm saying? Like you said, putting that into, you know, the brand or putting it into something else that you love or whatever, your long-term goal shouldn't be working for somebody for, you know, 30 fucking years and then retiring at 65 and then life expectancy, you know, but 75. So you got 10 years to do it. Like, that's just sickening, bro. Like, that's the type of shit that make me want to throw up. You know what I mean? And that shit, personally, I can't do it. I can't do it. Think about it. All right, you retired. You retired 65. Life is better 75. All right, you retired. You're 65 years old. <laughs> no, now you pulling from that is um, your social security and all that. Your pen. Like, you got 10 years to use it. <laughs> 10 years is not a long time, bro. 10 years is not a long time. Yeah, we're in school longer than that. So I'm saying, like, come on, man. I'd rather live right now than dwell. By the time I'm 65, 75, I want to be able to be passing down different stuff. I don't want to. Uh... At that point, I'm trying to figure out who in my will, who getting the who getting my share of the business, you know, all that stuff. That's what that's yeah. what I'm looking at. I ain't gonna be sitting up here. Oh, now I'm pulling from my my social security now. The hell? No. I'm gonna be traveling the world. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna have fun, man. You know. You know, I'm blessed to make it to the age, man. Not, I don't want to work till I'm who wants to work till the 65. I don't want to work at all. Exactly. That's the point where they're like, it's like, okay, I've done everything. I've seen everything. Let me just enjoy it, you know, to my time, you know, you know. Yeah, we got politicians that's 70, 80 years old hell making way more than the average American. We're doing Jack Gilly squat. Right. 
it's it's sick, man. Then our teachers ain't paid good. They they return at sixty five. They then gotta come back and substitute teach. Man, you just can't stress. You just gotta do for yourself. You gotta you gotta want more for yourself. Cause I'm telling you, as soon as I get the chance to like get a better job or get an opportunity where I want to be, I ain't. I'm taking it. Then with some of the connections I've built with people on social media, like some some of the rappers and all that stuff. I mean, right. If I could just you know intern or do whatever, you know, help an artist or do it, do this and that, I do it. That yeah. opportunity, I mean, you can't miss out on that. And it's a lot of my favorite rappers and entertainers. It's a, it's a whole bunch of, it's a whole bunch of people up in that I, you know, admire they work and all that stuff. Who definitely do that? That's why I'm ready. You know, I wish COVID wasn't here because we could have been, could have been out here doing, you know, handling business. But we gotta get, we gonna fight through. You know. No, we can, man. You know what I'm saying, bro. We about to be outside, my nigga. You feel me? No, yeah, we outside. I mean, we most definitely outside. Especially, you know, going to see the homie, man. That's, that's going to be a great concert, you know. I'm ready for that. It is, bro. Just It's just all about networking, bro. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's showing love and networking, man, don't just show like fake love, but it's like you show genuine love. It's like, you know, people really rock with you, you know, they support you, support it's, I don't know. It's easy to show love. I mean, it ain't, I don't know. It just ain't no hate going in my body. I just can't, I just can't do it. You know, it's all that negative energy. I don't get on that. We too old. You hate on another nigga pocket. Come on, man. Really? I just got to on my life. I'm like, hey man, we could, we could really do everything together, you know. Just put the BS aside, egos, and just just build something. At least for the younger generation, black kids, death. Uh, most death, most death, but it, it just egos aside. A lot of it should just be egos. Like that's all it is. And who willing to sacrifice shit? Like motherfuckers ain't ready to sacrifice them. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we like we talked about when those people um, you know what I'm saying, ran into the Capitol building. They was ready to sacrifice. They put their life on the line. Shit. They was ready to sacrifice. So as as us, as black people, we gotta be able to have that same, like, you know what I'm saying, fervor about ourselves, you know, be able to put shit on the line. But black people, we don't want to give up no goddamn salaries and shit like that. Man, that's salary, man. <laughs> yeah, my general manager called me a nigger, but, <laughs> you know, house payment. You a re- Somebody call you a nigger. Ain't no fam. I don't even hold my tuck these low level jobs. We being honest, I don't yeah. that disrespect. I ain't putting up with it. Customer walking in all day long, you know. It says you guys can do. Matter of fact, let me tell you about this one guy. He called my department, he asked me, Could I re his lock form? Did you buy it from here? No, I didn't. But could you re it if I no, you didn't buy it here? So you know, I can do about it, but I'm still gonna buy other locks. But you ain't buy from here. What aren't you hearing? That's the company policy. Let me speak to your manager. The manager told him the same thing I told him. He's like, I'm gonna go spend two hundred dollars with Home Depot. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> right. Wow, we missed two hundred dollars. We're still bringing like one point me. What? What are you? What? I don't care about the job, and they try. They try so hard to get me on that custom service. I'm telling you right now, I'm gonna be home every day if they do that. 
Because well, it's not. Well, you, you might as well work customer service. No, if I were a customer service, I would be home within twenty to thirty minutes. I don't hold my tongue for customer. I'm not for letting nobody disrespect. Indian people become white people becoming there like they like you own them. What? We we show about fifteen people. You come in there asking where somebody at. You want to throw on a vest and get the word? Oh, man. Well, you stupid as fuck. Oh, man, I'm, I'm just ready to let out some anger. I ain't gonna... <laughs> I'm ready to knock in somebody's head. I ain't gonna... Damn. Not for you, though. That working shit is dope. But what, what, what else we had on the docket? Oh, yeah. Man, this nigga Diddy, man. This nigga Diddy, man. That I love, and I, let me just put this, I love Diddy. I love Puff, man. But if what this dude Gene Deal is saying, like, if that shit true, bro. So Gene Deal was basically like, he was the bodyguard for Bad Boy. He was like the main bodyguard for Bad Boy. Um, You know what I'm saying? He looked out for Big, Junior Mafia, all them. And like, he said that he was trying to, it was a bunch of different shit. He was saying that, you know, uh, that he had warned uh, Puff and Big that, you know what I'm saying, that night that they died, well, Big died, that, you know what I'm saying, people was coming for them, they need to vest up and all that. And he said Puff just kind of like blew it out, like, nigga, we ain't trying to hear that shit and all of that shit. And he really, I honestly, I don't know if he, I don't know. I want to say he's not telling the truth because I, I look up the pub, but if this dude telling the truth, bro, like I would, why he won't take like a lot of taker tests or some shit? Because if he telling the truth, he said that Biggie was listening to Puff simply because he felt like he had to. And I said, why did he feel like he had to? And I remember when, Jay-Z was having a conversation. It was a conversation with Jay-Z and Big. He was like, nigga, you need to get your, your publishing and shit back. So he goes he goes to uh, Big and Lil Caesars in, in the room or whatever. And he says, shit, Big, I just got intel. You know what I'm saying? Niggas is trying to roll on us tonight, man. You know what I'm saying? We ain't Cali. Like, niggas is trying to roll on us tonight. Lil C's comes up and says, Lil C's comes up and says, man, Gene, go ahead with all that police shit. You think you, think you know every fucking thing? That's what Lil C's. Now, Lil C's is a damn preteen at this, at this moment. He was like, word? And he was like, you know what, Lil C's? You need to go get a GED. He said, and Lil C's said, what is that? He said, a GED. He said, a good enough degree. So, they won't be robbing you how they robbing your man right here. He was talking about big. He was saying, he was saying Puff was robbing big for his public publishing and all that shit, bro. Just robbing him. Big wanted, he's saying big wanted out the um his bad boy deal. Now would this make this wouldn't make sense if it didn't happen to somebody else? This happened to the locks. They were signing contracts and not really understanding, you know, what was going on. So Big didn't own none of his, none of his publishing, none of his masters, none of that. He didn't own any of it. So he was basically listening to Diddy so that Diddy would let him out of, you know, saying his contract or whatever. So Big basically he had to move when Diddy moved. Like for example, with this, we ever heard of going back to Cali. When big, when uh, you know, Puff tell him to nigga get your ass up, nigga, like type shit. And I think, man, if this guy's telling the truth, like he done been blackballed a lot. But uh, if 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 he uh, man, if he telling the truth, dog. It's gonna be some hell. That's nasty behavior, man. Cause of course, Big was on that on that stuff as well, man. Trying to do more than just me, like him. A whole basically, basically like the same career, you know, and getting to clothing, this and that, you know. Oh, and he was he. Was, I'm gonna say, oh, I ain't mean to cut you off, but he oh, was he, saying, he was saying, Pop. He said Pop was upset 
that big. He said, damn. He said in the back of in the back of Pac Man, he knew he knew big ain't had nothing to do with that shit. But at the same time, nigga, you my man. Why you ain't, you know what I'm saying? Why you ain't giving me no intel? Even when he was locked up, like why you ain't you ain't try to play for no lawyer, or nothing. You ain't try to bail me out or nothing like that. Gene, Gene Deal, the bodyguard, he said he couldn't give him no money because he shit, he said shit, he ain't had no damn money because of the publishing. He said, "Big, big, the money that Big had was going to Big bills and shit like that." He said, "Big, Big ain't had no, you know what I'm saying? Big, when you think about when you think about Rockefeller, they own all they publishing, everything they do, from movies to everything, from clothing to everything, they own half of it. And if they gonna sell it, they are gonna take most of it." He said, "Big didn't own that publishing or nothing. He ain't got no, yeah. He making that money, but once your bills, your bills come close to what you bringing in, then it's like." So he said he didn't have no money to bail Pac out of jail. It's nasty behavior, man. Diddy, I hope that Diddy didn't do that, but yeah, that's real. Niggas don't want to pay a main people like the creator. That don't that don't make sense. I don't. You want what they can do for you, but you don't want to give them the money. Like, what the... Jay. This was going on when the even when the locks first when the locks dropped that first album was it ninety was it ninety seven ninety eight I think it was ninety seven it was ninety seven the locks the locks was upset then bro the locks she all chic styles Jay they was all, all they was mad they was mad at uh, Puffy when Big was still living they wanted to bro they wanted to fuck they wanted to fuck Puffy up at Big's um at the uh, release party. In Los Angeles, they wanted they wanted to fuck Diddy up, and and Biggie told him y'all chill, y'all relax. Go get he, he gave him some bottles and everything to y'all chill. You know what I'm saying? This our night is bad, boy. This my out like chill type shit. So this was even this this whole thing he was doing this before, like you know what I'm saying? He he passed away, and then you got the thing with uh Craig Mack. Craig Mack died broke. Copy Craig Mack. Broke. Now, now at the end of the day, now do we blame? Do we blame? Now, as far as contractual agreement, do we blame Diddy or do we blame? Do we blame the logs? Do we blame Craig? Do we blame Big for signing it? Because at the end of the day, that's that's Puff's job to get with it to get the most out of his product, correct? But it's like, damn. You know what I mean? That's crazy, though, bro. But go ahead. I'm sorry, bro. I just... No, I mean, you good. That's a good conversation. I don't know what them contracts look like, but I don't I don't know how. Because Puff, he's a marketing genius. Right. The music video, he dancing all they got They got different. They got the cars, the clothes. They got it all. Marketing genius. I just don't understand how, if that was the case, all them boys was, you know, giving them pennies. It seemed like a lot of people were getting pennies though. But I, I just couldn't sit up there. If I'm, I own a record label, I couldn't just sit there. And the guys, like Biggie, The Locks, Faith Evans, Craig, all these guys, and I couldn't. They all over the radio. All over the radio now. But I'm paying them pennies. I just thought it don't make sense to me. You know what I'm saying? Right. They the ones creating the product. Yeah, I may have, I may, yeah, music sample. Hey, back over this RBB. Yeah, cool, cool. But they're finishing the product and giving it to the world. You know what I'm saying? Right. You got Biggie ready to die. 23 years old, drop ready to die. A classic. And you paying him pennies for what he did on that album? Big was getting his shit off pause. He was talking that talk. I don't want to blame those guys who signed those contracts. Those contracts is always, you know, funny business. Even if, you know, they didn't know what was going on. I mean, you see Cube, you know, he, he Cube was like, hey, man, you know. 
Q was asking what's up, what's up with the contract. You know, he wouldn't know. The smartest, you know, this and that, but he wanted to, you know, loyal, hey man, what, what this mean? What this is? What that? But now, here we are today, where if you independent artist, you getting everything, you know, you on your mat, all that. But if your marketing, if your team ain't good enough, you might, you can be eating in a slum, you know, it's, and now, most record labels today want you to ride a certain way. Hey man, we gotta have a TikTok song, at least on the album, two or three. Like what? I don't wanna do that. I just wanna make my, I wanna show my share with the world. I ain't trying to compromise and do all that. That ain't, that ain't me. But with a lot of these people now, it's like, they're not even making albums no more. So you know who we talking about a while back, like, What's her name? Uh, Coy Larray, oh, Yeah. She ain't even talking about an EP yet, I don't think. I ain't heard nothing from her. I just heard a couple singles. I ain't. Megan just put out a dope song. I ain't heard nothing about no EP, no album. I ain't heard nothing. And then most of these songs just going straight to. Ain't nothing wrong with Megan Sunday. It may end up on TikTok, but you have to think about. I would love to. That'd be dope to be like a, a lawyer for music, because I would love to really see what's in these contracts when these people sign them. Because you sign like a, a full album agreement and all that stuff, like um, what's our boy name? Four or six album um, Mace. He didn't. He didn't follow through with his. Then you have um, what's his name? Black Rob R.P. Man. The record label will screw you. We got all these classic albums from a lot of these record labels, but a lot of these guys are paid pennies. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't know. It's a lot of great. I mean, I don't I don't know too much about it. I mean, but we've been hearing that, that Diddy stuff for years. And of course the locks in the play, man. They ain't those guys are nice, man. They, you know, they deserve they deserve every dime from the albums they gave us, you know, big definitely deserve every dime. He the real money man. Everybody wanna see big. You know, so mm -hmm. then I don't even know. I don't know how, you know, these kids getting paid or that. I don't I don't know what they what their royalties looking like, but it's, it's a, that's a nasty business. What you finna say though? It's fucked up though. Like, like he was saying Puff said he didn't care Biggie or Tupac. Die. He be like, damn, Gene. He, he say all that, Gene. But when you think about it, damn, like, he like, shit. Nigga, I got ready to die. Classic album. I got life at the death. We just finished that shit, classic album. I don't need this nigga. I own his publishing. Like, I own everything. Like, this shit gonna... I, I, he probably own all his unreleased music and all of that. So he didn't need him. And that fucked up. That's true. Wow. But do you, but when you think about it, what happened to Bad Boy after Big died? Yeah. I think it's not French Montana MGK. The hell? The, the last good album we got for Bad Boy was that album Diddy put out with that 2011. That was a cool album. It was great. It was cool. Hello, good morning. Let's work. Let's look. Come on, what the? Yeah, Faith. They sound here. like two British ladies or some shit like that. Yeah, wherever they at, they career ain't take off. That's how I was, that's what I'm saying. If for him to say that and then lose the locks, Faith, like that whole thing just collapsed. You think about it. I didn't even. So he was thinking like that. He was sadly mistaken. Like, what the hell you thinking about? First of all, you lost your money making big RP. Then you lose the locks. An amazing trio. Then you lose your one your one RB girl, Faith. I don't even know how long 112 stayed with them. That was a day. They were dope group too. You know, it's mm -hmm. 
but it seemed like a lot. I, I wonder what a lot of these contracts are looking for, like some of you guys, like um, quality control, you know, what's the other mm -hmm. one, Interscope, like, you know, I just want to know what they contracts look like. And another thing with Eminem record label, he got some dope rappers over there, but marketing is terrible. They don't do nothing for those guys. The one rapper that was with Shady was 50 Cent. The marketing was amazing for 50 Cent. 50 Cent had a game. He had people walking around in bulletproof vests. Oh, this. Come on, man. Man had his own game. I went out and bought the game. You know, it's, he was everywhere. 50 touched everything. But I'm, I'm thinking, was that 50? I don't think a lot of these record labels really are for the artists, in my opinion. That's just me. Maybe the management teams like Rock Nation management team, that, that I don't even look at that as a record, record label. I look at that as a management. Yeah. That's why we're, that's why Westside left Shady Records. Westside dropped the album. Shady Records didn't even promote it. He Westside was he with Rock Nation. He uh, who? Westside. Yeah, Westside, Conway, and Benny. I think with him. I mean, Conway's still with Shady, but I think after this album drop, he gonna lead him too. Westside dropped the whole album. They barely promoted the album. He ain't do nothing for the man. Westside Boogie dropped an amazing debut album. You know how I found out about it. I was I was hanging with my homie from Cali. He, he was listening to some Westside Boogie old stuff. He said, "Yeah, man, I'm dropped." I went to Shady Records page. They barely promoted. They just promoted the Eminem song. Of course, it's Eminem. Don't get me wrong, but how are you not promoting your guys and setting your guys up for success? Iggy Azalea just dropped the album Friday. I didn't know about that. I'm not gonna listen to it. Your marketing team should not be that bad. They're not setting you up for success. Maybe, maybe it's like they say if you don't sign over this, you know, particular amount or percentage of, you know, what you're getting back, we ain't we ain't gonna promote it as much. That's lame. It's crazy hell. I, I was watching the interview with Sheik Luch and he was saying shit, we got with Rock Nation or whatever, simply because they innovative. He like when you go to Rock Nation, bro, you don't see a bunch of old guys like back in the day, you know what I'm saying, trying to crunch numbers and shit like that. He said, nah, they got young dudes in there like that understand uh, fashion and understand that's in the sneakers and shit like that and saying, like, giving, you know, dope ideas that understand the new school and the old school. He was like, Hove doing this thing, like. Shameless plug. <laughs> Shout out to Rock Nation, but. Then you think about the deal Meg was in. Remember that? That was right. last year. With that she Houston guy? Hmm? Talking with the dude from Houston? I think it was. She was signed to somebody in Houston. Yeah, she was signed to somebody. She was paying all that money from, from her own account to promote her album and do all that. Like, what? You ain't giving her a budget? Rock Nation had to come in with the lawyer, you know, help get out of the deal. You look at it, she on magazine cover, she on this and that. She living her life. So, see, that's that's the scary part, I would say, about being a new upcoming artist, maneuvering around the industry. And, you know, when I was, like, Clubhouse is back popping, I still go into Clubhouse rooms. I would listen to these executives. Ain't too many of these records. They was full of artists, man. They just there to make, make some money. All these white guys in Kennecole suits and shit. They don't care about. I don't care about your music. They ain't listening to it. You bringing in the money? Oh yeah, man. Yeah. They don't care about you. Only record labels that seem to be okay so far. I mean, from an outside look, TDE, Rock Nation. I actually heard um, Rick Ross' record label had some problems. Um, what's is it? Is it MGM? That was called Double MG. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, they, they were saying McMill went out of his deal. Yeah, I, yeah, that's what I was saying. It, it, it ain't too many real record labels that's that's actually for the people. Then we got these old white executives telling like, how do why do we have people in the culture, man? What the fuck? 
for no reason, just hoarding, hoarding the song. You can't listen to the album until this and that happened. We ain't gonna let you drop. We ain't gonna pay you. I just put out a classic album. You said you ain't getting my publisher for it. That's the biggest thing a lot of these guys get out on their publishing. I own the rights to this. I'll pay you to distribute my album. Cool. That's what Chance the Rapper was doing. That's what Nipsey was doing. I own my stuff. But I'll pay you to distribute my album. I, I mean, I'll do that. But if you're an up-and-coming guy now, old girl, you want to be a singer, rapper, whatever it is, I can only imagine how it is. You just, you just ready to get that break. You ready to sign a contract just so you can, you know, get that opportunity. But you run that risk of, you say, you, you run that risk, you sign that contract, say you get a song that blow up, boom. You getting paid pennies off of it. Your record label, they eating good. And now you got to come back with another song, or another album, just, And that just seemed like trash, to be honest. I couldn't even imagine that. But if Puffy did it, hey man, like I say, niggas will pay for their crimes one day. One day. <laughs> I mean, it ain't funny, but you're gonna pay for your crimes one day. Cause you remember when he fell at, at was it the Hip Hop Awards? Yeah, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That shit was, and people said that was Biggie trying to find it. <laughs> <laughs> That was a dope little thing, too. I mean, it was dope to you, but friend of Montana. You see how fast Bad Boy died? Quick death. It really was. I mean, it was Biggie in the locks and Faith. Yeah, no, no. He tried to. to bring Sean in, make him sound just like Big. That was. Speaking of that situation, remember, I'm pretty sure you heard that something when I was talking about like, he ain't like the way P. did and Sean with different lawyers and all that. Sean got deported. All right. That whole incident, he probably got deported. I mean, there's some shaky stuff that happened with Diddy, man. I mean, that's, that's just true for the matter that it is. Whether it's true or not, hey man, I don't know. It look bad though. They really do. You don't care, Biggie up part. It looks bad. Hey man, that's fucked up. It is, man. But shoot, man. For everybody, you go and sound Rock Nation, man. Shameless plug. But now, I mean, when you look at it now, like some of the older cats now, it seems like a lot of people are going to Rock Nation management, even if it's they not signing with the record. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Benny, he under the management. But I think that's just the industry, like, is a dangerous game. That's how I know. Whether you're a rapper, producer, speaking of producer, Hit Boy, when he was under Kanye, Big Sean, all them boys. Ain't none of them boys like none of them contracts. They were getting paid nothing. So I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean I'm just saying it. That's a that's a nasty business to get into. I can see why they said they need more lawyers in the entertainment business. I mean that would definitely makes sense. Now he getting screwed, bro. You know. That's another thing. I think now they need to have more executives and CEOs that will actually make musical or part of that craft, produce whatever it is. They need to have more of that instead of people just not having nothing to do with it. It's just don't make sense to me. No, I don't, bro. Anything else? Anything else on the day you want to get on? No, I'm just ready to be outside, bro. Oh, for sure, man. man. Ain't no telling who. Hopefully, he bring out some. I don't, know, I don't even know who he bring out. JID. I mean, that makes sense. JID is from there. Okay, so that makes sense. 
I ain't gonna lie, I'm ready. That's in, that's in two weeks, two, three weeks. So, shoot. Yeah, yeah, we in there, man, you know. You know what I'm saying? Vibes, man. But, yeah, man, send a peace, love, and positive y'all listening about me, man. We appreciate the support. Got some stuff on the way for y'all, you know. Keep y'all in the loop, you know. Most Let y'all good. know when that time is. Continue to, continue to be supportive, you know, show love to others, you know, put your ego aside, you know. Be and fearless. then we all work towards the same thing. What you saying? No, be, just be fearless, man. Whatever you chasing, just be fearless. Show, show, man. Oh yeah, also. Oh yeah. Also, if y'all have any business ideas or y'all want to do some business, y'all know y'all can email us or DM us at don't you. You know, we'll have all that stuff in the description. Don't be afraid to reach out to us, you know. We're glad to do business with you, you know. Just don't come at us with that BS, you know. Thomas is very short for that, respectfully. But you know, y'all have a blessed one. Come rock with us, man. Till next time. Peace and love.